We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of No Other Pod. Uh, unfortunately, it's not a victory pod, but we're going to talk all about why the sky may or may not be falling. I don't know. Maybe slightly. Maybe a little fall. It's a little cloudy in the sky. We'll see. Uh, I'm, I'm Jimmy. He's Dan. Uh, what's going on, my friend? Buddy, it, uh, wow, what a great weekend, man. Uh, just <laughs> things. Things are good. Hey, I'll tell you, rock chalk, by the way, that things are going well for them mm-hmm. right now. But right. Uh, a lot of people got some uh, got some sporting qualms, if you will. They got yeah. some qualms. And uh, yeah, I know what you're thinking. Can you define that word, Dan? Do you know what that is? And I'm like, not really. I know I used it correctly, but not really. <laughs> I cannot tell you the definition of uh, <laughs> qualms, according to uh, the, the dictionary of Google is an uneasing feeling of doubt, worry, or fear, yep. especially about one's own conduct. Ah, crushed so. it. They got some qualms, baby. Qualms. Now, I'll tell you, uh, you know, we, we, we had a little putt-putt situation this weekend. That was fun. We did. We did. Uh, uh, went out to the putt-putt pub crawl at Children's Mercy Park on Saturday, and uh, it was a good time. You know, it was, team uh, Nelder Pod represented. Sure. It was supposed to be at uh, Legends. Mm-hmm. And turns out only one of the nine holes were actually uh, at Legends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was a little bit. I mean, my favorite part was when we didn't realize that one of the holes was outside Nebraska Furniture Mart. And we yes. walked through Nebraska Furniture Mart with golf clubs inexplicably. Yep. Look, dude, holding a putter, looking like <laughs> I was about to fuck up the electronic section. Look like Sting coming down there with your flowing hair, like you're walking yeah. down to beat someone's ass with a putter. Dude, always <laughs> ready, baby. Always ready. You just needed the black and white face paint. I was trying to, I asked you, I was like, I, I needed like my 90s wrestling, like nostalgia. Every time I was behind you and I saw your hair, and you had like an aggressive walk kind of going on, and your wow. hair was kind of bouncing up and down with the putter over your shoulder. And I was like, who what wrestler is he reminding me of? and then i was like who who had a, like a baseball bat or something you're like sting and i was like that's it there it is Felt like i was walking behind sting the whole time i'll tell you the aggressive walk you speak of is a <laughs> uh, it's just a fast walk i'm all about getting to where i need to go taking care of business leaving yeah. more time it was really a hurry up and wait situation anyway so i'm not sure uh why i was in a hurry i was it's my disneyland walk if mm-hmm. you will <laughs> yeah yeah i mean especially when you're at disneyland or disney world you know Got to stick to a schedule. You got to have that uh, itinerary. You got to stick to that it, schedule. Man. Know so where you're going. You know, and we didn't quite, we didn't do, we didn't do bad in this competition. No. I think our ending score was 114. And I think third place was like 105, 106. 106. Something like that. Yeah. And there were some pretty like, big gaps huh. between the th- like third and first. So I think we probably finished somewhere in like the, fifth or sixth place and there was i mean yeah looked like there was at least probably 25 or 30 teams there it's not terrible we we might have placed if i didn't shit the bed i felt <laughs> i felt real bad like i haven't putt-putted for years and i'm like whatever who cares it's putt-putt it's not like people practice hitting a ball up a rickety hill you know what right. i mean like it's right. just so lucky uh it was rough and definitely not not my crowd um, it felt like we had been dropped into a 10 year reunion of a B list fraternity. 
little bit uh and nothing against people that you know celebrate or live their life in that no. way it's it's a lifestyle however yeah. you want to do it but uh really towards the end and the award ceremony uh people were just yelling things out like a high Got school a cafeteria crazy. yeah <laughs> it felt weird i was like is a food fight about to start or right. a loud loud noises everybody yeah. say something there's literally one point where everyone's yelling and, and dan literally just did loud noises yeah <laughs> it made zero sense uh people were just and then a chant broke out and people were like banging on the tables and i'm like this is uh these are this is not civilized <laughs> this is not a civilized situation so i will we tell live you, in a I, society I, I was most excited for, to have a free golf ball i'm like oh shit free golf ball that's awesome mm-hmm. no bro i was excited to have a sporting kc branded golf ball yeah. what we got was just a basic colored golf ball they got from the you know, from amazon or something yeah. and then you don't even get to keep it because you're incentivized to return it to get five more raffle tickets. Mm-hmm. So who's who's not going to return it for five more raffle tickets? Right. So, well, I'm sorry. So many opportunities for branding. And it just it felt like it fell short. But I had fun with my people. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We, we we had a lot of fun going around. And and we we thought we were and we were competitive. We thought we were competitive basically the whole time. There were a couple holes that were hard. My favorite thing that happened was on the very first hole when the guy was like, yeah, this is probably the hardest hole. Yeah. Which was a flat out lie. But uh, but we're watching and, and we watched a couple of teams go before us and we're like, okay, this is kind of difficult. And we, we have our, we're strategizing and whatnot. And, and they're like, Jimmy, go first. I'm like, okay, fine. I guess I'll go first. And, and I, I look at, I look at the team and I go learn from my mistakes mm-hmm. and just try to do better than I can. And I look down at the putt and I wind up and I let it go hole in one. You're dramatic. The way you're delivering this, you're, you're building drama. And it was Hold awesome. I was like, oh, okay, learn from your mistakes. You left no room for mistakes. So we're all just screwed. Yeah, Great. it was, uh, I could have done that shot a thousand times and I would not have gotten another hole in one. I was happy with my three. I got, I, I got a bunch of threes and then yeah. started to get a couple sixes. And I was like, I'm not even drinking. Like what is happening? Yeah, it, uh, it was, it, it was tough, but it was fun. We got a lot of walking in, got to, got to walk around children's mercy park a little bit. Cause five of the nine holes were, were in the stadium, I think. So five of the nine, they should have just had every hole in the stadium, Yeah, you know, maybe put one on the pitch or something. I mean, that just a children's mercy park pub crawl. I think they said that maybe later in the year, they're going to do like field games or something. Field so. day. They did that last year. I, I can't say that interests me too much based on, uh, this event. <laughs> I don't. I'm not trying to trash it. Good for them for putting it on. People probably had a blast. Yeah. It's not my thing. Well, we weren't there to get hammered. And I think a sure. lot of people were. Probably. So you that know. sounds expensive, right? The beer wasn't yeah. free. I had I had two beers over the like five hours that we were there. And it cost me like $25 for the two like beers. like stadium price, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I also had to drive. So I'm like, I can't sit here and just get shit faced and then drive 45 minutes back. They were like, hope everyone uh, has a ride home. And it's like, yeah, themselves. Like, right. come on, this is Kansas. Yeah. We know everyone's driving drunk. Let's I'm, be I'm too old to have more than like two beers over a five hour period anymore. It, it doesn't sit with me. I that and that's fine. You know, yeah. that's you. But yeah. uh some of these people were there to let loose yeah. on a Saturday pub crawl. And I was just like, Well, KU's KU's starting. Can we get these awards going <laughs> yeah there was a costume contest there was costume yeah. contest controversy that's when the chant started oh and but, you know it was, it was it, hey if you if they did it again and y'all were like hey should i sign up i'd be like if you want to just go have fun it really you're going to have as much fun as you want to make of it if you want to go have sure. fun with a group of friends if you want to have a couple of drinks you'll probably have a good time it might get Probably. a little annoying at the end if you're sitting there and you're like, okay, let's wrap this thing up. We've been here, you know, we're an hour past when the award ceremony was supposed to start, but you know, yeah, a little we're wild. also just old curmudgeons. Everything, everyone's got <laughs> gripes about something. Yeah. Okay. And I, I'm like, that's why I say not my thing, but maybe it's yours. Right. So, so but hey, do? shout out to Sporting KC for putting it on. And uh, it was different. You know. And that's why I was interested in the first place. Right. Exactly. And it, it was a fun time. Uh, it was more fun than watching the game later that day. Yeah, <laughs> but let's let's relax because I think Chicago is kind of good, like Maybe. decent this year. Definite definite playoff team probably. Maybe. Well, we'll see. We'll see. They uh, they have now eight points through four games. We have three points through four games. So you know they're better than we are right now. But I do think. You know, if you look at SKC Twitter or if you look at Cauldron Facebook or whatnot, it's basically like 
two warring factions right now. There's one side that's yeah. like the season's over, fire everybody, everyone sucks. Why are we even doing this? And and then there's the everybody just take a chill pill and calm down faction. And I think you and I align a little bit more, if not a lot more, with that side. <laughs> Because I mean, you were you were pointing something out before we even started recording. You asked a good question. Sure. You were like, "Hey, yeah. how many uh, points did it take to make the playoffs last year?" Dude, I thought it was a good. Point. I mean, it is a good point because if you're just the law of averages right now, we've lost every away game. No ties. This makes this this makes this little controversy a little easier. Mm-hmm. We've lost every away game. We've won every home game. Mm-hmm. All right. Talk to me this weekend when we get our RSL revenge. If that happens the rest of the year, that gives us 51 total points, mm-hmm. which based off last year is enough to make the playoffs for sure. It's not only enough to make the playoffs, it's enough to host a home playoff game. There you go. That'd so, get us well, no, that's not true. It'd get no? us up in a fifth okay. spot. It it'd be it host us it host us a home playoff game in, in the Eastern Conference. Okay. I know what you're thinking. Yo, Daniel, what have you been? What are you even smoking, smoking, man? You got this op- optimism going. This, this ain't you. Where's your, where's your fiery pessimism? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just saying, it's literally been four games. And if you go out on the these, you go out on these Facebook posts, and people want to just rip the team, right. like, like they can see it. Like Peter Vermees is on Facebook going, oh shit, so and so with five friends doesn't like me. Right. That that hurts. You know, oh, so and so with seven followers is, is very upset with my coaching. Come on, yeah. Let's give it a minute. Is Kyrie Shelton important? Daniel Shalloway, Johnny Russell, are they important to this team? I'd say so. And where are they? We're we're in trouble right now, and it's better now than later. Yeah, I mean, you know, okay. Look, we're not going to lose every single away game. That's not going to happen. We're probably not going to win every single home game. We have almost gone through seasons where we haven't lost home games before. So that's not out of the realm of possibility. But the point is, everybody just chill. Just chill out. Because if we did exactly what Dan just said, that's averaging one and a half points per game across the season. That's no problem for Sporting KC to do. No problem. So it's, look. Peter said this in his post-game press conference, and we're going to talk about the goals, and we're going to talk about, you know, why maybe I kind of agree with Peter. The scoreline is not actually representative of, of really what happened in the game. If you ask but, Sean Goodwin, he says, you're right. It should have been 4-1 yeah, well, or 4 okay. nil. <laughs> Come on, Sean. Sean. Drop the pessimism. You don't what does Sean live here? know? <laughs> Go back to Idaho. Get out. Where is that anyway? Eat Making a potato. Dude. <laughs> um football teams with their blue fields it's weird it's true it's true trick plays and everything uh (laughs) look six starters were out unavailable and obviously alan uh, alan polito's out for for the remainder of the year but yuri roselle unavailable johnny russell unavailable daniel shallowy unavailable Kyrie shelton unavailable gotti kinda unavailable that's basically our entire attack johnny daniel Kyrie, gotti kinda no wonder we're only scoring you know one goal because our four attacking players are not available um our our striker that's starting has been in the country for like a week and a half like it's just everybody has got to chill uh interestingly Jose Mari is still listed on the player availability report for Sporting KC they sent out. He's just listed as unavailable in the out section. So we still don't know the roster on the team. Well, yeah, we don't, we don't know, you know, when, when Peter said they parted ways with him, they they didn't go into detail as we talked about previously, the roster mechanism by which they're getting rid of him. It makes me wonder if they're not actually getting rid of him. Like technically he's just going to write it. I I don't know. Something's happening there where clearly he's not ever going to, play for sporting casey ever again but, right and he's not practicing he's not in training you know right so who I, knows i would like to really really shut up the extra time guys when talking about <laughs> sporting don't get me wrong it's nice they're talking about us but for it's not good and and people like matt doyle say this isn't good enough to beat a seattle and it's like well no shit matt no shit. We know that. Like, and he's like, I don't see Johnny Russell and Daniel Shallowy being the guys they were last year. Well, we don't fucking know. 
they've right. played two games. We have no idea. <laughs> so like what, what makes these guys professionals at talking about the game? Because, and I know what people are thinking right now, what makes you professional? I never claim to be one. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm not one, but like what makes, what makes them one? Because yeah. how could you say that? I don't know if they're going to be as good as last year. They play two games. <laughs> I'm fired up, dude. I, I know. Something. I like, I like this heel turn that you, I feel like, you know, I, I yeah, you, you got your, your, your tech nine shirt on, but you got the hair flowing. I still have been picturing kind of like sting wrestling. It looks like get? tech nine. It's a tech knee, dude. It's that oh, training oh, football app, man. I thought it was tech nine, whatever. I just <laughs> thought maybe training you, app. you really like tech nine. Oh um, my God. No. <laughs> I, anyway, what I'm trying to say is you're fired up. I still got the WWE mindset. I picture I'm picturing you in a in like in a ring with a microphone, just like ripping into whoever your next opponent is. And apparently your next opponent is extra time. It is though. How can they how can they say stuff like that? Like you we all don't know. We're just flying blind right now. It hasn't even been a freaking month. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Nobody like, really knows, especially with the players out that we've had. And again, these games count just as much as the games later in the year. But, you know, it's uh, you ready for uh, my Jacob Peterson mention? He'd be proud of my heel turn right now. <laughs> there you go. Well, we got more Jacob Peterson to talk about later. Don't worry. There's That's some right. Jacob Peterson news beyond just us talking about him. Yeah, but so. I had to get my mention in first. So it doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't count later. Mine does. OK, sounds good. Uh, le- the formation is the first thing that I guess we got to talk about when talking about this game, because, you know, yeah. it was. If you, look on MLS if you look on MLSsoccer.com, they say it's a 3-5-1-1. The, the lineup graphic that was tweeted out was a 3-5-2. Um, it really just depends on kind of how you want to look at it, where, you know, you say it's a five-man back line. You could say it's a three-man back line with Zussi and Sweat playing the wingbacks more in the midfield. Duke kind of playing underneath Boinovich. But what's clear is this is not Peter Vermees' preferred formation or system what's clear is that this was different <laughs> yes we had fontas in the middle uh with uh ec and courtney ford uh, on either side of him and then sweat and zussi were playing sort of the wingbacks midfield of uh, felipe romy voltaire and roger espinoza and then cam duke and voinovich up in the attack uh, i saw that lineup come out and i just was like it's gonna be interesting I basically have no expectations for what's going to happen with this lineup. So I don't know if, uh, if you had a a similar thought, but I just went, I don't know. I I saw this lineup and I instantly just got a little bit concerned. Um, I was happy to see Cam Duke back in the, in in the starting lineup, uh, maybe a little bit more involved in the attack, but um, I don't know. Just, just tough to say exactly really what i was thinking just felt a little nervous and i think everybody across uh across all of skc twitter really looked like they were feeling a little bit a little bit nervous too so i don't know it's um it was really just it was tough to say and then it, it, it sort of the nervousness got validated because from the get-go it just looked like chicago was was the better side i don't know if you felt that when you saw the lineup too but just oh know, absolutely a lot of nerves. you know it was bananas right now hmm. is that i just lost your audio completely <laughs> yeah like somehow in my right airpod and i was like what i'm connected it has battery this is wild yeah. so i just put in the left one and i'm like i hate it worked when like expensive shit just doesn't work i'm like why do we yeah. spend money why do we do this that's why i had that awkward rambling for like did you ramble way just too now? long probably yeah I, I i was making faces at you like uh can't hear you so keep going keep want. going yeah so now pe- people have the me? curtain that's no I just, I was, I was going to move on to talk about the first goal, but then when I went to go to the highlight of the first goal, my computer crapped out and uh, it was not, my highlight was not there to talk about. So that uh, unfortunately led me to ramble even more than I already was. Dude, this is your premier Sporting KC and Major League Soccer podcast. Like you don't get this kind of quality anywhere else. It's unbelievable. No, No. I mean, you know, where else would you get this level of professionalism? (laughs) <laughs> what's that but i mean i don't know like, look i saw that lineup and, and like i was saying i got nervous and i was like i have no expectations anymore for this game um i did you feel that way too yeah a little bit um i didn't uh, i didn't think too much about the lineup i was just like 
All right, let's uh, you know, take a slice of bologna, throw it at the wall, see if it sticks. I I think that's not an analogy. I think it's spaghetti or something, but al dente, if you will. <laughs> this is an I mean, al dente lineup, and it was not desirable. No, and I like you know there was a turnover by Sporting KC in the 30th minute, in a bad spot on the field. Uh, Roger was too far up the field at that point, really, to, to make much of a difference on, on defense. He tried to hustle back, but. Uh, Chicago got the ball basically in, in a wide open part of the field. Uh, Zabilko got a shot off past Courtney Ford. Um, he, Amelia actually had a good angle and it just went right underneath his legs. And you see Courtney Ford, this is a little ballsy from Courtney Ford. Amelia makes a mistake. It's a howler. It goes under his legs. And Courtney Ford looks at Amelia and throws his arms out and basically is like, what are you doing, man? And I'm like, Courtney, let's just. Hold up. No, everybody in the stadium, there's nobody who's more mad in that moment than Tim Melia is. Yep. You're he knows guy, exactly bro. what happened. You're new here. Former MLS goalkeeper of the year, arguably one of the best, if not the best goalkeepers in MLS across the last five or six years. Let's take a chill on the first time you're starting a game and the first mistake that the keeper makes. You're just being like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, man. And, and Tim's like, yeah, I did it on purpose. Like, didn't you know? Right. It, it's like what I was telling you the other day. It's like when, you know, when I was growing up in Little League and parents would be like, come on now, throw strikes. And it's like, what the fuck do you think I'm up here trying to do? You're you like, I'm I, trying don't, to I don't think balls? I will. Yeah, <laughs> I'll do my goddamn best. Right. Like, I just don't get it. You know, what do you say? Uh, just make contact. Yep. Trying. Definitely trying. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Uh, yeah, I, this is this is the first reason why I'm a little more on the pump the brakes train in terms of like how much is the sky falling because Timulia makes this save 99 times out of 100. That's exactly what Jacob Peterson said on the on the uh, broadcast. He said 90 out of 100 times that's that's Tim's ball. Like that's easy. He's probably so mad right now. Yeah, no, and I've talked to Tim enough in post-game press conferences, nobody takes more personal responsibility that I've ever talked to in terms of athletes than Tim Melia. Even if it's not his fault, he'll be like, it's on me. Got to do better. Got to communicate better. You know, I, yeah. I got to look, can't look past myself. And I'm like, Tim, you stood on your head and had like 27 saves and you know, it's not your fault. <laughs> He's like, it's on me. So. Yeah. Exactly. I, I just, it's, you know, I, I, I thought Courtney Ford had a great game. I'll be honest. Uh, I don't, I don't know if he said something to Tim though. If so, Tim probably was like, you're not going to say that again. It's like, <laughs> like, excuse me. Like you're, you're new to this school. Like you right. better just fall in line. It, <laughs> it, sounds yeah. so rude. I, I mean, so it goes into the half and it's, it's one zero. And speaking of Courtney Ford, we come out of uh, halftime and in the second half, Chicago's up one zero and uh, Courtney gets called for a penalty. In the box. Yeah. Was Jordan, it though? Jordan Shakiri steps up, takes the penalty, scores. Mm. It's 2 0, 50th minute. Chicago's up. I want to ask you because there are many, many thoughts, especially from Sporting KC Twitter, about whether this was legitimately a penalty or not. So, what are your thoughts on the penalty called against Courtney Ford? Well, it's kind of what Nate Buchanan was saying on the broadcast, too, right? I, I wholeheartedly agree. It's like, okay since that penalty was called it's it's he he's not going to look at it and say it wasn't a penalty because there's a little something there but it's not going to be overturned right um but if you know it's it's also on the other hand it's not enough to make the ref like look at it again like if he didn't call a penalty i'm not sure he goes back and calls one it's yeah that's probably one of those where however it's called on the field it probably stays on the field yeah, I agree. It's a very, very soft penalty. I've seen a lot worse not get called for penalties, namely Kyrie getting punched in the head and being sent to the hospital by the opposing goalkeeper. Yeah, but you know, I, I what I just said though, I, I've stolen a couple things now from the SKC broadcast, and I just want to say, like, we have a really good broadcast team, dude. Oh yeah, having Allie on the field, Nate and Jacob up in the uh, up in the booth or back home, wherever, like they add some really good information. They're not mm -hmm. just calling the plays and screaming goal or whatever. Right. It's, I'm, I'm wholeheartedly enjoying the crew. So kudos. Well, to those people. And we talked to Jacob about this before. I, one thing I appreciate about our broadcast team is I, there's, I would call it an appropriate level of homerism. 
because you whenever yes. you're you're watching a game and you're watching your local broadcast you want a little bit of like they're giving you some inside information about your team and and they're gonna they're gonna whether intentionally or not skew a little bit more generally toward the side of the team that they're broadcasting for I, I expected and totally fine but i think they do a good job of, of doing that when it makes sense but not just blind homerism and so if if they really looked at this play and were like i actually think that's penalty uh they wouldn't they're not going to just bullshit people for the sake of bullshitting people just to, to be homers so exactly and jacob peterson's not just going to wear that bitch in suit if he's not <laughs> expecting people to tweet about him and let him know how fly <laughs> that suit game was i'm just saying so here, here's here's where here's the frustration with this particular penalty call. You got frustration? Well, uh, frustration is maybe not even the right word. Courtney, yes, Courtney Ford. Calls. Courtney Ford gets beat and sticks his foot out across the Chicago attacker. Does he make contact? Sure. Maybe barely. Not yeah. nearly as much as the, the fire player embellishes. The fire player no, you had to make like a meal out of that. Courtney Ford called up Acme and dropped an anvil on his foot. But, <laughs> but don't put yourself in a position where you got to reach your foot across another player's body while also outstretch. This is a problem. He reached his foot across the body, also had his left arm entirely outstretched. And from the angle that the ref is at, if you look at where the ref is standing, he's kind of being blocked by the fire player. So all he sees is Courtney's foot reach out across the body of the fire player and an outstretched arm reach out. Now, he doesn't grab the fire player, but from the angle that the ref sees, probably looks like he did. And then the fire player goes down. So from that standpoint, I can understand why the ref called it from the angle he was at. Had he been standing at a different point on the field, he might not have called it. And because of what you said, where it's not like a clear and obvious error in the sense that it was a, a total blown call, I also understand why it wasn't reviewed. It yeah. just sucks because it's a soft penalty can still be a penalty. And that was like one of the more soft penalties I've ever seen. But if you really get down to the nitty gritty of it by the you know strictest definition of the book, it might be a penalty. Well, it's tough because it that's a, that's a that sets the tone of the game, right? So having that first goal, it is what it is. But having a second goal, and it's like, oh boy, we're maybe in trouble. I'm not sure. That changes things. One zero yeah. is is a manageable game where you're like, okay, maybe we smash and grab a point. You know, we 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 didn't we didn't win possession. Our entire offense is is not on the field. Um, Maybe we can pull a goal back and get out of here with a 1-1 draw if the defense starts to settle in. Then, you know, penalty gets called. Uh, Jordan Shakiri steps up to the spot. He sends uh, Amelia one way and buries it the other way. Now it's 2-0 with 40 minutes to go in the game. That feels like a much taller order for this SKC side to, to, to come back from. So, yeah, 100%. Now, I say that, and five minutes later, Sporting KC had their best goal of the year because this was a fantastic team goal. EC found Fontas, who found Cam Duke, uh, who set an out left wide. Wow, I can't talk. Who sent an out wide left to Felipe Hernandez. And then Felipe found uh, a late running Roger in the box. Gorgeous crossing pass from Felipe, uh, basically back toward the penalty spot. And Roger just perfectly one times it, uh, kind of toe pokes it, I think, off his right foot into the back of the net. This was a beautifully set up team goal, and I'd like to see more of this. Oh, yes, absolutely. The way the young guys were involved, too. Like, I'm just, gosh, we keep talking about, like, are we excited for Felipe Hernandez? Are we excited <laughs> for, for Cam Duke? And for them to have an assist and a secondary assist on that play is just so cool, yeah. you know, to like, to pro probably the guy who is their mentor, the oh, three of sure. them like synced up for this. And, Always good to see a Roger goal, you know, a strong one, a strong build up, strong finish. And uh, I don't know, man, just shows he, he's still working hard. So there are good parts here. We need to just, we need to relax. There are good parts coming. There are. It, it just with, with a fucking lineup that wasn't a first choice lineup. Right. Not at all. Not at all. 
Um, our passing accuracy was down quite a bit from what it normally is. Uh, you can look at the passing network. It, I mean, it's very weird. Roger was more like a right winger, honestly, at times where he was on the field than he was uh, a midfielder. Um, Felipe Hernandez was out wide quite a bit. I mean, it, it was interesting because Zussi and Sweat would push up, but oftentimes it was Roger and, and Felipe who ended up pushing up almost more at times than, uh, than, than Zussi and Sweat. But that made it hard because then they couldn't get back and help recover in the defense if, if the ball was turned over. Um, and, and, you know, that's, that's kind of what happens in the, uh, the 82nd minute. Um, you know, Remy Voltaire turns the, the ball over or tries to bring it down after a, a loose-headed ball. EC's way too far up the field and, and doesn't run back. So you're basically left with Voltaire chasing – uh, we got Andreu Fontes who steps up and, and tries to cut off a passing lane, which at that point was probably the wrong decision. High risk, high reward um, gets past him. He's not chasing anyone down. So then literally it's Remy Voltaire and Courtney Ford against like four or five different Chicago fire players. And, you know, it's a five and two. Amelia um, probably should have made that save again. Honestly, he'd be the first yeah. one to tell you. Courtney Ford yeah. kind of blamed Amelia again, <laughs> but Did really, I didn't see that. I, I mean, maybe it's just out of frustration, but uh, Amelia goes down, he gets a hand to it and Courtney kind of looks down toward Amelia and does like a, oh, like he, he puts his hands, like kind of like just throws them up in the air and, and, and is looking at Amelia and it might've just been out of frustration in general, but um, yeah, I don't know. Amelia probably should, but that's the thing. Like, Coulda, shoulda, woulda. It's 3-1. We lose. Melia probably could have saved two of them, and then you have a soft penalty. That's why Bad I'm not deal. really worried. And say what you want about injuries. Say what you want about weather. You know, it was like 40-some mm-hmm. degrees and kind of misty and rainy. And and you always – you know it's bad when the players have gloves on. It's like, oh, right. they're covering their little, their little digits. They got to yeah. take care of those. But I feel that uh, they're professionals. And, and it's, they still played a game. It didn't work out. We're on to the next one. And who knows what kind of, Hey, are we having fun though? Like thinking about what the lineup's going to be. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be different again. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, it is. It's very exciting. Um, let me, let me throw this at you. Uh-oh. If you look at the XG for this game. Okay. 1.24 from the Chicago fire to 0.74 for sporting Kansas city. Okay. Hmm. So you say, okay, Chicago still based on XG should have won the game by about half a goal. They won three, one, you know, clearly they, they outperformed what their expected goals are. But then you think about it and, you know, in, in a lot of XG models, I don't know exactly how game flow does it, but uh, the XG for a penalty kick, it's like 0.8. It's, it's quite high. Um, so you take out that soft penalty, it's very possible that this should have been, according to XG, basically a draw. Like these, these are yeah. essentially two equal teams. And if you look at what Peter says in the post-game press conference, which people might be mad about, but he basically was like, I don't actually think we played that bad given the circumstances. I would argue that the XG, expected goals, advanced analytics, kind of support that. So yeah, that all is just kind of like, that's why I'm on this. Like, let's, let's pump, pump the brakes. We had uncharacteristic mistakes from Amelia. Hopefully that doesn't become a habit and an unlucky penalty call with probably one of the, the weirdest lineups we're going to have all year. Let's see what happens. And yeah. It's, it's March, man. It's March. I don't know what we're talking about. And and will we win this weekend against RSL? I don't know. But uh, if if we don't, I'm still gonna say it's March. Like, let's right. let's calm down for a bit. You know what I mean? We might just have to watch some younger guys get some minutes and cheer them on. Because if you if you can't be bothered to watch or cheer on your team when they're losing, are you even a good fan? Like, do you <laughs> even like what what does that make? That makes you fair weather fan, right? Yeah. So like people that are like, I can't even watch anymore. It's like okay, well, then you were fake in the first place and they don't need you. Well, and MLS is a long season. Yeah. We go through streaks every year. 
they're not usually this early. And I think there's a lot of people that are like, we saw what happened in 2019. This is 2019 all over again. This is a totally different situation than 2019. 2019, we had a team who was coming off a bunch of um, CCL games that took a lot physically and emotionally out of us. The team makeup was, was not nearly as good as it is now. So I, I, I think it's far too early to start making 2019 comparisons. I saw someone 100%. on Twitter. Um, let me, let me find this tweet. Cause I, I thought this oh. was a pretty measured take. No, this is a good take. And I, I retweeted it. I want to give them credit for it because I don't want to just Nathan Martin. He says, if you bet the house on Kansas city, winning the supporter supporter shield, you can probably panic. Otherwise they're going to win a lot of home games, be competitive, probably have a healthy stretch. That's fun. And likely make the playoffs. There you go. I think that's totally reasonable. That's totally reasonable. Uh, if it doesn't happen, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying it that's definitely happening, but right. I'm saying like, there's no reason it can't happen. Right. So we'll see. I don't know, man. You need to go, you need to go listen to extra time. Cause they just, <laughs> they, they don't talk to us. They don't talk about us when we're good, but they have no problem talking about us when we're struggling in the first month of the season. Yeah. Yeah. If so. it was Seattle struggling, they'd be like, oh, remember Seattle finishes strong. Yeah, yeah, we know. Seattle is struggling. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, by Seattle they, standards. And they're not bashing them. They're like, oh, they had a rested lineup. It's just shut up. <laughs> we get it. Okay. Your producer's a, a Seattle fan. We get it. He writes the script. It's all good. <laughs> but I'll tell you, this it's it's not all doom and gloom right now. Right. Will it be? And will I absolutely address it if it is? Absolutely. But yeah. as of right now, like there's no reason to panic. Let's just enjoy whatever this is and get through it. Yeah. I mean, that's like what Peter said, you know, when they asked what, what his message to the fans is, I'm not here trying to, to try to send a message other than there are different ways and situations you have to go through in a season. Unfortunately, we're dealing with six guys being out. They're regular starters. Sometimes you have to change up the team right now. That's what we have to deal with early. If you've been a supporter yeah. of the club, there's no reason why you shouldn't continue to support the club. There are lots of games left, but we have work to do. We'll get there. I have no doubt that we have the guys that are good enough and that we have the staff and players that work hard to get better game after game. Yeah. So, so at asterisk, um, fuck them fans. Like I just <laughs> <laughs> TLDR. You know. <laughs> I recently learned what that meant. I was like, what why? Who did, what's that for? <laughs> Well, so now we turn our attention to, uh, you said, potentially a revenge game. Uh, RSL comes to Children's Mercy Park on Saturday night, 6 p.m., and, and we all know what happened last time RSL, last couple times, RSL came to Children's Mercy Park. Um, we're not we're on a, a great bad streak. I was going to say, it's not a great run of form against RSL, but uh, they just beat Nashville 2-1, even though the XG for that game says they should have got blown out basically 3-1. Um, yes, didn't Dax McCarty uh, have, a little, have a little issue? Dax got a red card. And have you seen the tweets his wife sent out? Uh, someone's casing their home. The backstory to this is she's like, let me just defend my husband. He's been sure. a little stressed. We have some creep ass who keeps coming outside our home and casing it every time he's gone. And they caught him on camera standing outside their home. And they had hired private security who had to like chase him off. And they still haven't caught the guy. He's but like recently released from jail or something like that. He's got that. a bunch of warrants out, supposedly. Like we haven't verified any of this, but it sounds no. like a wild situation. I mean, she's not going to share that if it's not true. And and I'm just like, okay, so what does that have to do with your husband's red card? <laughs> I mean, he might, I mean, I might make him, I'd be a little stressed if every time I went out of town, someone was casing the home and, and, and I haven't verified this, but someone who is familiar with the situation told me that has like attempted to get into the home while she's been there. So like, and she's pregnant. So your pregnant wife is at home and some dude with warrants out keeps coming to try to get into your home when you're not there. So he clearly knows, Oh, Nashville is on a road trip. I'm going to go try to break into this home. So yeah, that's scary as it's, hell. It'd be scary to leave your wife at home and, and do that. But like, you gotta, so he just I goes know, studs something. up into people. <laughs> I hadn't seen his red card. What is it that he does? I don't. I don't even. I don't remember. I'd oh, did he find. stomp on a guy? He may have. Oh boy. He had. A, he tweeted out an apology. Sure. So it's. Uh, I don't know. 
I think, you know, yeah, I mean, it's pretty bad. I think RSL was trying to kill time. He, he pushed down the player from behind and he kind of stomps and kicks. It's not great. It's definitely red card worthy. He'll probably get a suspension beyond the typical red card suspension. Yep. He tried to back, he tried to back heel the ball yeah. and like back heel this guy right in the ribs. Yeah. It's uh, not great. What's I don't, I guess I don't get the apology though. Um, like people get red cards, people do malicious things all the time and they don't, come out and apologize so yeah i mean i think that that's uh, and i think maybe this is why she was defending him that's a little out of character for dax he's not known as being like a dirty player really and that was a dirty play dirty as hell so like she's like uh well he's only trying to defend our house and our lives so how about about cut him some slack and let him back heal a (laughs) motherfucker every now and then (laughs) but we i mean rsl is gonna be a tough game they're always a tough game sorry what what's the guy that gets kicked by dax Oh, oh, guys, Casey, in your house. Oh, My ribs feel better. I'm sorry. My ribs I, are better now. I Thank totally you. understand. The bruise <laughs> is just magically gone. It's fine. They're not wrapped or iced. <laughs> right. So, I mean, here's the thing. This is this is going to be a tough game. RSL has some decent attacking players. They don't have Albert Rusnak anymore because he went to Good. Seattle. But they got Bobby Wood, who's scoring yeah. goals. Um, Justin Merrim. Uh, they still have Justin Glad back there on the back line, who's annoying. I just it's gonna you know, be tough. This is this is a tough game. Uh we don't know if Johnny or Daniel will be available. Should um, be a decent day weather-wise, though, so people can't complain about that. The bummer of this is we're not gonna have um Marinos Janis because he's gonna be with the All Cypress right. national team. And uh I don't know specifically when he's leaving, but I'm guessing it's pretty likely we're not going to have Logan and Denbe because he's supposed to be with the uh, Belgium U21s on Tuesday. Yeah. So probably don't have him either. So that's a Maybe couple of Ben Sweat siding. Ben Sweat will be there. Um, who knows if Daniel will be, he was questionable for this game, this Chicago yeah. game. So maybe we'll have him, but you know, no Janis. Um, we don't know Kyrie or Johnny. So we'll see, but how, how are you feeling against RSL? Terrible. the optimism uh, for a victory is not there okay i told you i had optimism on the season but i don't think we're done struggling here okay uh on the struggle bus if johnny and daniel are back that's interesting uh you know maybe you see uh maybe Kyrie still got a little knock we don't know about him either right Mm -hmm. so maybe we see a voinovich goal at home and it's 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 a spectacle to behold you know yeah do you are you concerned at all about the midfield or the defense? We, we got some questions that, that have been worried, you know, uh, basically wondering, huh? We got to hit those questions. Yeah, we got, we got a lot of questions. Let's, let's, let's talk about some of these here. Um, and especially in the context of, of RSL. So um, Ian Siebert, his question is what's a bigger cause for concern, our midfield or our lack of goal scoring? Hmm. What do you think? I mean, lack of goal scoring, I think has to do with the personnel that are in there. I would agree right now. So, I mean, I'm thinking midfield. Um, it's just no consistency there, right? Midfield's a, a bigger concern for me right now than the front line, because like you said, the front line just hasn't been there. I think we all, we don't have Gadi Kinda. And I think that takes a lot of creativity out of the midfield. And that's why I've kind of wanted another number 10, because we really don't have a natural replacement for, for Gadi Kinda if he's not there. I mean, Cam Duke, I guess. Um, yeah. But Roger, he's not an every game player anymore. And this wasn't a game where like he could do typical Roger things. He was playing a little bit out of position from where he normally is. But if we have Gadi Kinda, Remy Voltaire, and then Uri Rossell as our starting midfield, I think that's that's a lot better. So mm-hmm. honestly, our defense has been the healthiest line of, of the three and and so they might be the ones where we're like okay did they overperform last year like what's, what's going on there uh you know that that might they need to figure it out but yeah we'll see here uh kevin kev mendo says it's pretty obvious that this team is far more dangerous once the entire starting front line and gadi kinda are back from injury right yes we would like to see nicholas score his first but teams can key in on him without JFR and Daniel feels like we're just trying to hold on until then. I think that's kind of like what we were saying, right? It sounds pretty accurate. Um, Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah. Connor Bateman says, uh, I think the guy showed a lot more effort slash fight than last week at Colorado. It's a beautiful team goal as well. Big game this weekend. Would you say it's a must win game since it's at home and it's a revenge game? Mm. Yeah, not must win in that sense. I think it's more of a, a like, uh, uh, would like to win. Like be, be really nice to get that RSL monkey off your back. You know what I mean? So uh when i i saw him tweet that today and i was like "Ooh, rsl revenge game i didn't even think about that right away so right it's awesome i i i think it's a like to win for sure like really be it's an important win yes i think it can it can be uh it's not a must win because you can't have a must win five games into the year i think it could be emotionally to help the fans feel a little better could it be a must win sure because it's going to help. It's going to be a positive in that sense. Sure. I, well, I think I'll, I'll, I'm comfortable saying like it could be a pivotal win because it yes. could it could be the start of a, a, the pendulum swinging the other way. Yeah. But I mean, also, look, three of our first four games are on the road. That's not an ideal start. So it's, it's OK. So uh, keep showing out. I mean, it's it's going to be fun this weekend. I, I love a good Saturday at the park, man. Yeah, it's fun. I enjoy it. Mr. Lyon says, can we be critical of how flat the team looks right now? Let's be honest. No team is in peak form yet, and it's hurt, and it hurts having starters out. But the fact that we seemingly have zero depth is deeply troubling. What are your thoughts on that one? I mean, we have, we have depth. We, you're, you're seeing it. Like, they're out there right now, you know. But yeah. uh, beyond that, it's scary. And what, what was what was the question really? Like, uh, critical? Just um, He was like, you know, is, is it he, – he seems to be like, he wants to be critical. He was like, "Can we? Is it fair to be critical of this team right now? They look too flat. They look like we have no depth." I here, I don't think it's that we have no depth. Honestly, you, you can criticize the team. I mean, that's we're we have a, a voice. We can do that. But I'm not saying it's gloom and doom. You know, there's so a difference. To play. There's a difference between having no depth and then having more than half of your starters out. Like, I like yeah. depth no team is designed to sustain five or six starters out at the same time. Depth can hold and, and, and patch you up. If you got two guys, maybe three guys out, but when your entire front line is out and your starting number 10 is out, that's tough. And then your backup striker has been in the country for a week and a half. Like, I mean, you add, God, you add Alan Polito to that mix and it's six, you know, yeah. it's six key players that are out and yeah. that's over half of a starting lineup. So yeah, you can be critical, but like, don't don't start saying that this season's over. When I look at the depth of this team compared to last team, I think this team is is much deeper. I think sure. we have, you know, you, you look at, you know, once we get our, our two of our starting midfielders back, then okay, well now you got either Felipe or or, or Cam Duke or Roger Espinoza coming off the bench. I like all those guys on the bench. That's fine. Uh, and then when you have your front line of Daniel Shallowy, Kyrie Shelton, and Johnny Russell. Voinovich or Janis or whoever can come off the bench. I like that. That's okay. So, you know, let's just, again, relax. Um, but also I like, I like criticisms because it means you're, you're passionate about something. You're emotional about something. Sure. Sure. If you didn't, if you didn't care what is happening right now, right. And then, then you wouldn't care about this team. Yeah. We really are sort of like split. Cause I'm, I'm just going to, not all of these are, are questions. Some of these are comments. So I'm going to go through a couple of these that are more like commenty uh, sporting Casey Daly says, uh, all I'm saying is that the Sounders last year started the season going undefeated for 10 straight games. And then they got first rounded. So everyone already calling the season saying it's going to be a long one seriously needs to relax. So it's a fair point. Matthew Lundy says uh, the goal that scored was an incredible team goal. Melia had an uncharacteristic mistake for him. The penalty was unfortunate, and I think uh, Fontas was fouled first. Many key starters are still out. Overall, I'm not upset about this loss. Yeah, so, not a question, but I love it. I love the comment. <laughs> you don't ask for just questions, though. Do you say comments? I or say questions? thoughts and questions. Thoughts yeah. and questions. Yeah. I so, wasn't for, sorry, I, I'm not trying to be a jerk. I was just like, <laughs> but yeah, I ask for thoughts. You're very welcome. Yeah, I, I don't mind people sending their thoughts, especially when they're measured. And I agree with them. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I did when I did this uh, by myself. I was just like, let's let the Twitterverse lead the podcast, man, because they don't, you know, they don't get to do that all the time. Yeah, it's um. So so let's see here, James Coran. He's got a, a couple of tweets. Um, obviously, the injury bug isn't ideal, but do we need to reassess last year's uh, season? Um, 
SKC currently is three and seven in the last 10 games. We clearly miss Polito. I can't believe I'm saying this, but Shelton might be the key to SKC's success. That's awesome to hear. Sidebar. I was bragging about this. Y'all need, I wrote the spell. I wrote this. I wrote this two years ago for SBI soccer, October of 2018. I said back then, God, that's almost four years ago. I said back then, Kyrie Shelton was SKC's most important player at the time because he was the key to unlocking the offense in the year that we scored the most goals. And that's what people have been trying to say this year too. Kyrie opens up space for Johnny and Gotti Kinda and Daniel Shallowy. So people been wow. saying this. I, it's just some of you got to catch up. <laughs> I love that. So like, I mean, no one needs to toot your horn because you done tooted. <laughs> you done you done tooted it yourself <laughs> well and so he goes on to continue i'm not the biggest shelton fan he's clearly frustrating at times during games but with his size up front i do now see why peter vermees loves when he's on the field and the offense clearly doesn't get momentum when he's not on the field it was daniel sperry who just a couple weeks ago tweeted out points when Kyrie was on the field and if he, he had started like 32 games and if you would have extrapolated that out to 34 which is not a big extrapolation the amount of points SKC would have earned over those 34 games that Kyrie started, which is a full season, would have challenged for first place in the West last year. Huh. Kyrie unlocks this offense in ways that people don't appreciate. Yep. I, I love it. I appreciate it. And uh, it'd be nice to see him back sooner than later. Yeah. So a couple more here. Um, let's see. Bryant Webb says, do we think the 5-4-1 is a shape we'll see more often to give us a different look against certain teams? Or is that purely a way to get our healthy players on the pitch with so many forward and midfield injuries? Yeah. I, I mean, that's that, that second one, right? I mean, it's, yeah. it's scary. I don't think we'll see it more often. And if we do, it'll be like, oh boy, not again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just like putting a wall back there, right? Just trying to yeah. keep goals out, you know? Peter has never been shy about the fact that he has a system that he likes to stick to. That doesn't mean tactics don't change, but the team plays best and the team has been built for a four, three, three formation. So that's what yeah. we're going to stick with. The five, four, one only is going to come out in, in desperate times, I think. Yeah. Uh, and then last but not least, uh, Dustin Tipton says uh, we're driving up from Arkansas to take my son to our first match on Saturday. I just hope Ooh. whatever has happened will be out of their system and soon. <laughs> cool. That's awesome. But yeah, congrats, Dustin. That'll, that'll be fun. Hopefully uh, they give you a good win and you get a victory pod, but it's always fun to go to your first game. I remember my first sporting game. It was a loss, but it was fun and it got me hooked and it was never looking back. So I think, cool. uh, you know, I, I got, facebook memories or whatever and i think my first game was also a loss so yeah yet i was still like this atmosphere was great i'm coming back yeah. you know exactly i think being a kansas city sports fan my entire life kind of sets you up um to lose like the royals have been losing well before they won the world series Chiefs right. were losing well before the the alex smith days you know yeah so i'm kind of i'm, I'm okay with it that's why i'm like let's just relax we'll be yeah. all right Chiefs have my boy Juju now, Juju Smith-Schuster out of USC. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he's a USC guy. He's man. I was so I was hoping the Packers would be able to sign him. I thought he'd be real good in that system. But Chiefs have a legit number two now, and and that's going to be awesome to watch. He's going to feast in that offense. Were you in biology with him, or no? He's younger than I am. Oh, but but he uh, yeah, he's like he's young man. He's like twenty four. Okay, he's still pretty young. But he's he's good, so he'll be fun uh, and, to watch. If he does do good, it'll be interesting to see if we can keep him after the one year. <laughs> yeah, he's got that one year prove it contract. Yeah, uh, it's, I mean, he did that kind of this last year, and then you know he had a quarterback with a a wet noodle for an arm. So I think <laughs> you know having having Patrick Mahomes back there throwing him the ball is going to boost his numbers a little bit, and then he'll probably try to get that long term deal next year. So very cool. I'm but uh, speaking of new deals. We would be remiss. We mentioned it. We alluded to it. Our boy, Jacob Peterson. It was announced by Sporting Kansas City earlier this week that former player and MLS Cup champion Jacob Peterson has joined the club's technical staff as a scout of player recruitment. Uh, he will play a prominent role in the scouting and recruitment of players to Sporting Kansas City, reporting to manager and sporting director Peter Vermees and working in close tandem with Brian Bliss. And, oh gosh, I'm going to butcher this name. Uh, Seed S E A D Karasilmovich. 
who's the director of scouting and player recruiting. I'm sorry. Probably this Shade is or, or Shad, Shade, right? Shade, Shad. Yeah, this is why we need Jacob to give us those uh, pronunciation guides. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but this, he's gonna, hey, this is cool. Yeah, he's going to keep doing his color commentating duties too. So that's pretty wild. Like, uh, oh, I'm in, you know, Israel talking to, you know, Gadakinda's boy or something. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I got to fly back because I got to be on the air pretty soon. Yeah, it is fun because I remember when we talked to him before and we were like, you know, do you want to get into coaching? Do you want to stay in the broadcast? What do you want to do? And he told us back then, he goes, I, I kind of like the front office technical side of things. I think that's, yeah. that's maybe what I want to do. I know. And then Sporting was like listening to him on No Other Pod and <laughs> and Peter was like, well, shit, let's have a conversation. Right. It's clearly because he was on here and he said it that, you know, we had Daniel Shalvey on yeah. last year and he went and had his you know MVP year and then we had Jacob Peterson on and now he's getting new jobs. So who's we next? manifest things. We manifest <laughs> things. I'm telling you, whenever I, I know you're a busy, man, you're a busy, man. I know what people are thinking. Where's the interviews? Where's the interviews? You guys don't do many. And it's like, oh, it's kind of Jimmy's fault. And uh, <laughs> it's it's about your job and stuff so I mean, i'm tough, telling you yeah when you pull if you say hey let's get so-and-so i'm in keep time. trying to get voinovich to score because we keep we're doing this dance on twitter where it's like you score you come on and he's like i promise is a promise so we keep going back and yeah. we're, we're dancing we're doing the flirting flirty Don't dance flirt. we're not gonna flirt anymore we're gonna big league him and it, <laughs> he can come to us when he scores we're big leagues so okay uh, but ahead of that, I mean, I'm talking, get, get a Kyrie on here, man. Get, uh, get, get Johnny back on it. Fantas, Fantas would be great, dude. That handsome is son good. of a bitch. That'd be a great yeah. time. Yeah, we, we tried to get Kyrie timing didn't work out before the season. So it's time to circle back on that. We'll, we'll see what we can do. We can circle back. And what, what do you have a real job, Jimmy? Do you go to work? Like, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Yeah. So that's all the sporting news I have. I did before we go want to touch on uh there's some u.s men's national team games uh coming up we, we're we're yeah, three of them right in the last uh is it three the three last of this window three blocks i think it is three yeah thursday sunday wednesday yeah i forgot there's that wednesday one next week but these are the final three uh world cup qualifying games and things would have to go very wrong for the u.s men's national team not to qualify at this point but yeah. you know never count out the u.s men's national team to do things very wrong so exactly um, we got to go down to azteca on thursday and and that's going to be a late late game 9 p.m uh and then Ugh. on sunday 6 p.m a little earlier uh u.s versus panama before we finish it out next wednesday uh down in costa rica at 805 p.m but uh they if you could look... lock up a qualifying spot mm-hmm. by sunday you know they could and Gianluca buzio he's been called in uh he, he's available eric palmer brown he's been called in He's available. So, you know, this will huh. this will be interesting to see uh, potentially some SKC connections and, and, and see what happens. So uh, I absolutely look U.S. men's national team can be frustrating, but I think we're both going to watch. Right. Yeah, definitely going to watch uh, Sunday. They decided to have a game early enough to not interfere with the Oscars. So that's exciting. <laughs> uh, you know, wins. I think the next game they're trying to interfere with my KC current game, but uh, it's not not that bad. No. So we'll see what happens. We'll talk a little bit more U.S. men's national team maybe next week after uh, maybe they qualify and it'll be the first time in eight years that we will be going to a World Cup, which is craziness. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, I think that's about all I got for this week. Oh, that sounds about good, man. That was a good time today and hoping for better, better things this weekend. For sure. So thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we're going to get a victory pot again. It's coming soon. It's coming. Just a matter of time. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NoOtherPod, at Dan Kuzer, at JCMac03. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash NoOtherPod. Leave us that five-star rating and review. We didn't have any new ones to read today, but we appreciate all of you who have left that five-star uh, rating and those of you who have written reviews. So go out and do that if you have not yet done so, and we'll read it live here on the podcast. And uh, if you haven't gotten your merch, check it out. Bitly.com slash NoOtherPod. But until next week, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch y'all later. See ya. Qualms, baby. This is the story of the one. 
As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.